0: Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the international speed fishing championships, Jet Waterhouse. Yeah, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, Killer Drummer. Author of the best-selling Hard to Handle, The Life and Death of the Black Crows, the great Steve Gorman is here. We're going to do a round of Nasty Nine with Steve in just a second. But first, time for the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by Jehovah's Witness Protection disappear into the warm grip of the Lord at Jehovah's Witness Protection. Olympics! After watching 157 vaults in a row during women's gymnastics, I'm starting to think it may not be healthy for them. Japan beats China at table tennis. That's like a bass boat winning the America's Cup. The heavily favored Chinese table tennis team disappeared during their press conference. A girl deathly afraid of the backstroke medals in in the backstroke. Somewhere the great Santini smiles. USA men's hoop gets spanked by the French. I'm blaming climate change. That wrap-up sponsored by Slacker Barrel. Come on in and eat. Or not. We don't really care. America's pastime? No, not smuggling an old set of jarts to the family picnic. Baseball! Giants have the best record with a lineup that looks like a hastily thrown together car. Hornhole team. Boston finds first place like a Tesla on autopilot finds a bridge abutment. Mookie bets on the DL with a Mookie hip. That wrap-up sponsored by Haymaker's Mark, the whiskey that will straight up knock you out. NBA, the city of Milwaukee still partying so wildly they had a wet t-shirt contest at the Basilica. NFL Aaron Rodgers signed His actions so convoluted, even David Blaine said, I'm not sure how he pulled that off. And finally, this week in sports history, the date 1928, the place Kent, England, cricket leg spinner Titch Freeman becomes the only bowler ever to take 200 first-class wickets Before the end of July, the only part of that item I understand is July. This, Waterhouse Update, sponsored by Tingles, the potato chip that comes in a can, shaped like a dildo. Now, finally, (laughs) it's talk time. My guest today, ubiquitous rock and roll drummer with his own radio show and his (laughs) own book, but... Still borrowing that 22-inch Zildjian ride symbol from George Draculius.
1: Steve Gorman. Steve, how are you today? I am uh, well, Chad. It's always a pleasure, sir. And I and I I am remiss, but I would be remiss if I didn't tell you. A crack has developed right off the bell of that very symbol. And uh, and, and I got to say, I feel like I'm skating on thin ice all of a sudden.
0: Oh, blame the Armenian! Go right to him. He gave you faulty equipment. <laughs> I Let's think that's dive it right
1: in. Let's dive in. We have
0: no time to waste. You're getting busy, guy. A nasty nine. Question number one: Greatest Euro Cup ever? And how long can you wax poetic about uh, uh, soccer like this? Pretty good Euro Cup. Some incredible oh, storylines, was-
1: and yeah. The storylines yeah. were amazing. I and I, for the record, Chad, I chose Denmark before the tournament as my dark horse contender. And then, of course, in the first game when Christian Eriksen went down with in cardiac arrest, the team uh, r- rallying around him, literally and figuratively, on the field at that moment, and for Denmark to make it as far as they did, yeah. uh, a- and playing a, a really, really lovely brand of football for a team without the most talent in the world. Pretty spectacular to see England yeah. uh, get to the final was very nice. Of course, all we all have friends over there that we secretly love to watch them get tortured, but we were cheering for them. Uh, but now, hats, hats off to Italy, man! That was a that was a a tremendous effort from from start to finish. A very unItalian like, very attacking and high flying. Uh, Great brand of soccer, as they say. So um, is it the best ever? I, I don't know. But it was sure as hell was the best one uh, this year. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah,
0: very unItalian like in the sense that I think their flops were under 20. That's
1: remarkable. Usually light, uh, they
0: flop 20 in the first half.
1: Light on the flops and, and heavy on the, uh, the offensive firepower. You know, the Italians, they love to just lay back and let you make a mistake and get you on the counter. Uh, it, was, it was great from start to finish. They, they did deserve to win the thing. They were the best team uh, game in and game out. Sponsored by Throwbacks, the e-cigarette you like with a match. Question number
0: two, what's with the U.S. men's soccer team? It's like a super group in music, but they're all bass players. It's not working. What's going on?
1: Well, well, this, uh, you you mean generally or this or this current team? I mean, uh, like, oh, over... I don't know how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's not forget the world had about a century head start on a, on our country actually That's giving true. a shit about soccer. Um, well, you know what? I do think I do think that the the World Cup next year, I think we'll 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 have a fairly decent uh, showing. But in five years, twenty twenty six, Chet. You heard it here first. All right. That team is uh, that team is at least a quarterfinal, if not a semifinalist, for the first time. I'm wow. putting the house on that prediction. By the way, and why? Well, we've got what we uh, what, what soccer people love to call a golden generation. You know, countries have that 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 six, eight, ten year gap where all these kids come up at or, or period of time where all these kids show up at the same time. Right. right now, we've got the most individually skilled. We've got the greatest collection of young talent at the same time uh, that we've ever had. And, and I, and, and most of those guys are playing in top flight, uh, leagues in Europe. So it's just a simple question of, we've got the best players we've ever had and the most of them, and they're all playing at the highest level year in and year out. So, uh, the next few years, I think we're going to see a very big leap forward. Now a huge leap forward still doesn't put us as one of the top four right. six, eight teams in the world, but it puts us in the conversation, uh, for five. one of the 12 yeah. best teams in the world, quite possibly. Yeah,
0: Although I'll say this, look out for that Elon Musk He has eyes on those same kids for his personal space force Sponsored by (laughs) Fluow, Hawaii's strongest cold medicine Question number three (laughs) If you're Brian Gutekunsk, how good are you feeling this morning That you finally got Aaron Rodgers in the tent At least for this year
1: I think there's more a question. It's more about relief than feeling good. It's more, it's that feeling you have when the guy that's about to T-bone you hits a patch of black ice and T-bones the car behind you. Right. I think that's where he is right now, which is not a bad place to be. I mean, The fire marshal
0: didn't see the balcony. We're okay. (laughs)
1: That's exactly what that is. Yeah. That's as good as I think he's going to allow himself to feel for the next year.
0: Is this team going to be able to coalesce around Aaron Rodgers or are there too many schisms? First time I've ever used the term schism. Four years of podcasting.
1: There will be uh, no, no lack of effort. Everyone's always playing for their next contract. They are professionals. They'll show up, they'll do the job, but no, this is not a team that I'm thinking is going to make a deep drive into the playoffs, especially once the regular season ends. And It's a full on countdown every minute of Is this Aaron's last game in Green Bay? Right. You know, yeah. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Although, at the
0: very least, Jordan Love breathes a sigh of relief. Sponsored by Susie QAnon, the snack cake filled with sweet conspiracy. Question number four. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Can the Giants hang on with a team that looks like one of the boat crews on Deadliest Catch? They have the best record in baseball, and yet uh, outside of Buster Posey, who really should have retired 12 years ago, I-, I don't recognize any of them. It's amazing what they're doing.
1: Well, Jeff, that's you, you, bring, you bring up an interesting point, because I didn't know Posey was still playing, and I didn't know the Giants had the best record <laughs> in baseball, and as an Orioles fan, I got till about <laughs> mid-April every year, and then And then it's just not in the rear, it's not in my purview, as they say.
0: Then it's it's into cycling for you.
1: (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. That's it. I just want to see a bunch of guys get real high and ride over some mountains.
0: Well, we won't pick that scab. Sponsored, incidentally, by Pontius Airline Pilots, we'll crucify (laughs) anyone entering our cockpits. Question (laughs) number five Are you into the Olympics yet, or are you old school enough? Where uh, you're waiting for track and field, or is there something drawing you into the Olympics right now? No, no, I get
1: right in, man. I, the older in. I get, the older I get. I I used to cry at the medal when I'd see someone on the medal stand. Didn't have to be an American at all, but to me, it was like you just recognize the feeling after all that hard work, toiling in anonymity for little to no pay, working a day job, and then their dream comes true. Now. I see the parents of these kids and that's what kills me. I am uh, not trying to be what, funny. I, I watch a, a mom or a dad watch their daughter or son hit the wall first in the butterfly. Uh, uh, and, and I'm beyond captivated. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just, it's, right. it's, it's amazing. And that stuff. And I, as an Olympic cynic since 96, when I lived in a city that hosted the Olympics and I saw what a complete shit show that IOC really is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boy, I, once you start, when you see those athletes though, and you look at everything they do, and I mean that, I get, I get, I get very invested uh, in 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 just about anything you put on. If I get, if I get ninety seconds in, I'm there for the duration. I want to see who's going to win. Wow, I tell you, you're right on that though. The International Olympic
0: Committee, uh, they make international soccer look like they got a backbone. Uh, sponsored, <laughs> incidentally, uh, by Holland Oats, Oats from Holland. Question number six, (laughs) name image likeness. If this had been in place when we were back in school, maybe we would have applied ourselves a little more in junior high football. This is turning into a moneymaker, but it's also turning into something that doesn't look like it's upsetting the college football apple cart, really, at least the way they're playing the game now and recruiting the game now.
1: Yeah. I think um, uh, the, the the greatest thing about name and image and likeness giving athletes a chance to make some money is that uh, Emmert, the head of the NCAA, who's been fighting this for years, when the decision came down, goes, this is a wonderful decision. This has been it's time for this to happen. He's making literally millions every year, keeping this from happening. And boom, the Supreme Court sticks it right where the sun don't shine. He's like, this is a great day for college athletics. The NCAA. I put them beneath FIFA and beneath the IOC. I I, I, I just, just salt and raise the ground (laughs) on which the NCAA lives and come up with an entire new system. The IOC
0: looks at the and goes, well, well, that guy's incompetent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I mean, literally any other place on earth, they're like, wait, so hang on. You, you get your best teenage athletes and you put them in a, and wait, they're going to play sports and they're supposed to pretend to go to school too. And well, how much are you paying them? Wait, no, wait. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's the greatest scam ever run. The yeah. NCAA is a, is an absolute travesty. It's just the yeah. it's it's the literal definition of exploitation. Anyway, yeah. uh, I and just they're on the way out. May, uh, you know what? I don't want to step on another one of the, the, the nine questions, so I'll just leave it right there. Oh,
0: listen, sponsored by Glitz full makeup in three minutes, or it's free. Question number seven, Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC. Is it a horrible decision or is it worse than horrible? Because I must say right off the top, they're going to drag down that SEC league GPA, and that's saying something. You better find another (laughs) Vanderbilt just to balance them out. Well, you know, I heard
1: that they, I heard the SEC was talking to Ohio State and Michigan as well. And uh, (laughs) seriously, I mean, that was a report. I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm not a big get off my lawn guy. I'm all for things changing and evolving. If, if there is one thing that I do, uh, I I still think of, of, I'm still struggling with Penn State being in the Big Ten. Yeah. Okay. I, I, the conferences as they were uh, aligned and established. I'm gonna say forty years ago still make perfect sense to me today, and it's yes. just been a the jumping around and you know it, it's I, I I literally when did Penn State join a Big Ten early nineties 90s, mid 90s? early nineties 90s, yeah I think yeah. they've and made it,
0: maybe one to two Rose Bowls in that entire span and it
1: still still hits me like oh yeah they're in they're in the conference I just I something about those conferences and the way they were aligned. That's the one thing in my sport brain that just locked into place, and I'll just yeah. never understand it. Um yeah, and
0: they they brought in an anvil of problems too, did Penn State? <laughs> I mean, they didn't well, exactly weigh it in on the high ground. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little tough. Although, although you know, those the schools in the big. I mean, if you if you're if you're aware of all that's coming out of Ann Arbor from the Schmeckler yeah. era lately, um, I, I don't think he, I don't think you can point at anybody and say. Uh, they, they control the no, corner of no. the room. I, th- I think the, the rarity is when a school doesn't have those kind of problems, at least back going back to before the uh, advent of the Internet when suddenly everybody knew everything.
0: Yeah, I tell you, I don't, I don't know where this is going, but if they get more than 16 teams in the SEC, uh, I'm, I, I'm not sure what college football does at some point. If you lose the regional quality to it, I understand you got to establish your footprint and network dollars and all that crap, but at some point just make a football in your region better. And then the, and then the playoffs are better. That's my feeling.
1: Yeah, I, I the, the idea that you have, like, the SEC is already a quote-unquote super conference. What, what are you adding yeah. two giant programs to it for? It just, yeah. n- none of that makes sense to me. Uh, the only way that it makes sense, of course, is because it means a whole lot of money for a few people, which is why the NCAA ever does anything anyway.
0: And uh, you're not going to convince me that Texas ain't going to get their ears boxed for about a decade. Before they uh, if, pull I'm out Texas, of if I'm
1: Texas and I'm looking at my schedule and, and I still see, uh, <laughs> you know, who they play on a yearly basis right now, and then I start thinking, okay, LSU and Alabama and Georgia and Florida. Yeah. yeah you know what? It's not real bad where we are right now. Let's just, yeah. let's just continue to focus on being the best team in the state of Texas and then yeah. see hey, where that hey, hey, this
0: is. It's Saturday. We have a uh, Louisiana state. Oh, I thought it was Iowa state. Oh God, yeah. we're in trouble.
1: I mean, it really is. And it's true, you know, as, as we all know, like the better a conference is, you know, stepping into that conference, it's every single week you're playing in the SEC yes. against more talent than you're going to see every other week anywhere else. And so yeah. it's, it's not, you know, if you're Texas, I think you want to take your shot against Alabama or LSU in a bowl game after not having played nine other SEC teams in the preceding weeks. Smart
0: call sponsored by Airbnb. It's not an app, it's just a crowbar. Question number eight Expanding college football playoff to eight, 10, even 12 teams. Will it matter with these super conferences? I think it may, Uh, but it's going to matter to teams on that second tier just under your top six or eight teams, I think. Those are the teams that are going to love it. Those are the teams that are going to make money off it. And those are the teams that know on any given day, get, you know, when uh, when your announcers say, well, you know, Alabama's going to beat them nine out of ten times. Well, hey, you got a shot then. In yeah. a playoff, you got a shot. I and, think and a you, you know,
1: the, the SEC right now, if you win the SEC championship, that that is – that's the championship that means the most. I mean, I mean the national championship in a certain way, I think that there's if you if you add Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC it's, it's you're I think you're going to see maybe not with Alabama, there's still the anomaly because of Sabin, but any other program that gets through that schedule and goes to Atlanta and wins the SEC championship, you're going to look and go. Uh, Oregon State, who care? Uh, whatever. I mean, look, I'm from <laughs> Kentucky, right? I'm from Kentucky. And in 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 high school football in Kentucky, the Louisville teams all play each other. And the state championship is essentially it's whoever wins Louisville versus whoever wins the rest of the state. The Louisville right. teams, they they never care. <laughs> like they yeah. beat their crosstown rivals. They do they're like, Yeah, we're good. I mean, that's what it always used to be. It yeah. was like it's are they like gonna, Rufus get going, yeah, gotta, gonna get up
0: for the king in Milwaukee? they looking up and
1: literally gonna get sorry, is Louisville, are they really going to get excited for a team from Owensboro? And the answer is yeah. no. No, they're not. They don't Yeah, care. that's
0: that's a great way to put it. True in the state of Wisconsin. Many, uh, you know, Milwaukee, uh, uh, you know, uh, Rufus King High would look up and go, Nina Menasha? Yeah, we'll take our shot against yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's that's the way the SEC is looking at the country
1: is yeah. what you're saying right exactly. now. Exactly. It's inevitable. I mean, that's, that's the priority. And, you know, it used to be, Again, I, well, what you know, the, the whole idea that you just try to win your conference and represent your conference in a bowl game like everything else. Yeah, it's kind of quaint. Um, and, and, you know, but w- with the players now being able to take advantage of their name and their image and their likeness, I'd love to then say, OK, so they're getting theirs the ones who can anyway, let's go back and make some sense out of these conferences and let's focus on right. what a great, because the whole point of college football is supposed to be the culture and the atmosphere and the idea of it and the experience of going to the games and of playing the games. And and it's been a long time since it wasn't completely, you know, uh, yeah. all about making money to other people. But all yeah. that said, if the, if the players are starting to make some money now, then let's try to reintroduce some sanity into what made the sport, what made the sport special, what made it special for generations was not that it was a great brand of football. Right. It wasn't that, and it was not special because these guys are training for the NFL. It was special because of all the regional, uh, the cultural, like you said, different parts of the country having their own brand of football. And at the end of the year, let's see how many different ways Michigan can blow the Rose bowl. I mean, I grew up with that being (laughs) what I pay attention to. Sure.
0: sure. Let's get them back to uh, ecologically green, uh, for, put them on a bus. Sure. And, you know, take to uh, go to Champagne Urbana for Christ's sake. Get off the <laughs> jet. Help <laughs> out. Sponsored incidentally, Steve, by Luftwaffe. Dive bomb breakfast with Luftwaffe. And finally, question number nine. Should marijuana still be a punishable infraction in any sport? I don't think so, and I think, quite frankly, in something like bass fishing, it should be mandatory. But I leave it to you. I mean, that gal got kicked off the Sprint team uh for for uh, having a toke or two. I'm not sure why. I don't consider it uh, performance enhancing.
1: Uh, the, I don't see why the, it's a deal. The the general consensus in in track and field for example is that the dopers are still way ahead of the testers and they always have been and always will be that's why yeah. you always hear about people four years later oh really oh marion jones was doping the whole time okay etc cetera. <laughs> et cetera. Yeah. um so uh, to me weed is, is the least should be the least of uh, the ioc's concerns or the or the doping agency's concerns because um I mean, you can say it's performance enhancing and that it helps somebody unwind after training and they can recover quicker or whatever you want. But uh, I, I do know this. I have never run faster stoned. I've never run stoned. <laughs> I've never done anything of note stoned other than fall asleep. Right. Real you're quick.
0: Not, you're not throwing a 50-pound hammer. Oh, my God. (laughs) Stoned. Hey, bonus question 9B. Do we owe the East German women's team an apology? They were just 40 years ahead. They would be a cause celeb right now.
1: I think that uh, there should be statues of those women, uh, you know, outside in Colorado Springs at the Olympic training center. Like, let's just, let's honor them. It's like looking back and realizing, oh, the abolitionists were onto something way ahead of the rest of society (laughs) and the East German, uh, those women were way ahead of the rest of the society. Sure. I'm all for uh, the old, the old shtick, you know, I'm all for a doper Olympics get, let people put whatever they want in their bodies and let's see what they can accomplish. (laughs)
0: At least on a skateboard, sponsored by Spineapple Juice. Drink away bad posture with Spineapple Juice. My guest today, the incredible Steve Gorman. Steve, Tell the folks how we find more Steve Gorman. I know you had a radio show. You got other things in the works. You're playing.
1: Uh, You're doing a ton of shows. uh, What's going on? I got a radio show called Steve Gorman Rocks, and you can just Google that and find our website and all of our social platforms. That's a classic rock show, five nights a week, with Westwood One Cumulus. Um, I'm on on Twitter at S-G-S-F-O-X is the handle, because some guy named Steve Gorman took that name, and he's never tweeted, and he's been there since 2009, and... You know, if you know Just the, the if you know the guy named at Steve Gorman, give him a give, tell him I need that name. Um, yeah, ring his bell. I got a band called Trigger Hippie, and we've got a we put a record out in 2019, and we were touring, and then we weren't, but now we're getting ready to start playing some shows again. Uh, and uh, Trigger Hippie H I P P Y that's also easy to find with the Google machine. And um, and uh, yeah, and you know, every now hard to and then handle, a B- folks. This is
0: bestseller. Where can they find it? there's any of it hard
1: Where's to handle? The best place the- to get it. Hard to handle the life and death of the Black Crows anywhere you buy books, any bookstore or any online uh, book e-tailer, you know, it's there. It's available everywhere. That's fantastic. Steve Gorman, thank you so much for coming on today. And
0: and, uh, thanks for sharing some great opinions about men's soccer. Uh, That's how I like to start the show. Boom! Right out of the gate with a (laughs) T-shirt cannon of a topic.
1: (laughs) Well, Chet, it's always my pleasure. You just keep doing what you do. And uh, and and and, nobody can even
0: define it, but I'm going to.
1: That's, 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 it's your, it's your, you've got your own corner. You know, you've got your own, you've got your own corner. And, and the good news is, Uh, That no one's trying to take it from you. So, no, that's true. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well played on my part. uh, Oh, yeah. Maybe. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking? streaming now everywhere. The Play With Pain mugs available up on the jeffcesario.com website. Go there. There's a little thing up in the corner. You click on A, get yourself a mug. It's pretty cool. And uh, listen, uh, I'll be calling, incidentally, Highlights. I'm putting together a highlight package uh, uh, of the uh, Tour de Eknarf, which is the Tour de France Pedaled Backwards, sponsored by AutoZone. Find out what you ought to do from the know-it-alls at AutoZone. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to
1: play with pain.